The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you as we continue our recap of Sunday, Week 10. And I want to talk about the Arizona Cardinals because they don't get that much love because they have a terrible record, and certainly they were favorites to have the worst record for a long time. And now I am more than convinced that they are not the worst team in football. In fact, they might be in that Las Vegas Raiders range that we're talking about where they're not mediocre, but they're not the Giants. They're not the Jets offense like we saw last night. And the reason for this is because of Kyler Murray. He had a decent day against the Falcons. By the way, Joe, we backed Mm -hmm. the Falcons. What a mistake that was for us. Like, what were we thinking? Believing that the Falcons could knock off the one and eight Cardinals. How dumb are we for that pick? I know. I know, man. We should have known Heine. When Heineke said, this is our Super Bowl, like, oh, they're (laughs) grasping. These people are grasping. So Heineke, one of the quarterback injuries on the day, there were a couple of them, uh, one of them, but it, it was later on, but my God. My, they had, between the two of them, Heineke and Ritter, they had 70 passing yards against Arizona. What? That's one of the worst pass defenses <laughs> in football. <laughs> I, what was going on? Yes, all, all the attention on this game is going to go to Kyler Murray. And, and I totally get all that. The, the dude's been, been out a year, and, you know, they target this as a date to come back, and they're at home, comeback victory, all, all that stuff. Great story. Awesome. James Connors on the field, too. He's doing his thing. Uh, Kyler eventually looked like old Kyler like early on. He was tentative. I, I was watching it kind of thinking, you know, maybe the coaches told him not to run, but then hopefully he went over the rush. Then thankfully he went over the rushing prop afterwards. Like 
he got a little more free. He was Kyler. I uh, saw the touchdown scramble as well. Uh, but, but yeah, maybe we should be spending more time talking about the Falcons and what the hell is going on with that team and that that coaching staff. Like they are, they are grasping at straws here. They're now what four and six on the season. Day mm-hmm. out of that division race. No, but I, I where you were going with this Cardinals big storyline. So now we don't look as stupid by talking about the Cardinals over on the win total before the season. No, like I'm looking at at the draft order this morning because the Bears have the one with Carolina. And so Arizona slips. They have the same record, I believe, as the Giants and the Patriots. The Giants and the Patriots are a much bigger threat to the Bears for that one, which is the Carolina pick. They're a much bigger threat to lose out than the Arizona Cardinals. I'm looking at the Cardinals' upcoming schedule and guys, I see some winnable games. I see, I know it's Houston and everybody's high on Houston and I get it. They can go and win that game. Uh, LA Rams, Pittsburgh, all of them are winnable games. I know Stroud is, everybody's talking about him, but remember a few weeks ago, he did have a couple of duds that were back to back. Like he's a rookie. He almost lost the game. He almost gave it to the Bengals with that near pick six. It was an interception, which which set up a touchdown for Cincinnati uh, to get them back into that ball game. But you know, he's a rookie. That's expected. He's going to make mistakes like that. So like, these are winnable games for Arizona and the handicap for the Cardinals before the season started was we think Kyler will be back around week nine, week 10. It's week 10, so you're going to have them the second half of the year, and there are winnable games on the schedule. All that is still in play here, Aaron. And they have the Bears coming up, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm Arizona, I want to be losing games. that They've got, like, four, I think four that you pointed out, winnable games here. So they're going to be moving off that first pick for sure. I think also we got to look at the other side. The Atlanta defense allowing Kyler Murray to do what he did. I think they deserve a lot of blame also. I mean, they made him look good. There wasn't any, it didn't seem like a ton of rust. And I think that the Falcons made it easier for him, Ed. Yeah, it certainly did. And we should put the Falcons defense in jail because they fooled us at the start of the season with safety Jesse Bates to believe that they were actually going to be formidable, that the Falcons were a well-rounded team. The question was just a quarterback, if they could just be a managerial type. No, no, the Falcons are way, way more bereft of talent than we believed. And now we're starting to see that coaching is a big problem. Arthur Smith to be fired. Definitely, that's something we need to look into as far as that market goes. But specifically when it comes to Kyler Murray, I would push back on the idea that the Cardinals need to be losing games. I believe that it is possible that the Cardinals can rebuild and reload with Kyler Murray. Why do you need to get rid of him knowing full well that, yes, you have some talented quarterbacks in the shoot, but you do not know if they are going to pan out. You do know what you have with Kyler Murray. And given the state of the league right now, it's not going to take a whole hell of a lot for Kyler Murray to be a top 12 quarterback in this league. And especially in that division, top 12 in the league could be number one in the NFC West. With Brock Purdy Mm -hmm. still being a relative unknown, with Geno Smith, you know, being quite volatile, and the Rams are just the Rams. Kyler Murray had a decent day against the Falcons. It wasn't great. 
not outstanding. CPOE no, of minus no. 3.3%, passer rating of 71, interception. The mobility, though, 10 rushing yards over expected. He hit 20-plus miles per hour on one of his carries. He is still a really fast guy. He can take off if a defense tries to blitz him. He wasn't very good against the blitz, but if he's taking off when they're sending too many pass rushers, then Kyler Murray can still very much be dangerous. And this is the thing about the Cardinals we need to keep in mind going forward is that you cannot just blanket fade them. There are many opportunities where they can win football games and they won't be challenging anyone for the number one overall draft pick. And I think it might take a little while for the market to catch up to the notion that the Cardinals are not tanking and that they're either going to rebuild around Kyler Murray or they're going to trade him and get a lot for him because I think the league does respect him at the end of the day. In certain situations, people give up on quarterbacks way too quickly. We want an answer immediately. But I think your point about the state of quarterback play is very important because he walked in, hasn't played in a year, and he looked like he's a top 15 quarterback in the league. And maybe he is with the, with the guys that we have playing right now. Mm -hmm. uh, people wanted to jump up and say they made a big mistake. Well, maybe they did. Maybe he's probably overpaid, but it doesn't mean you can't win with them. And if you do have something there, if you have a guy that can be a top 15 guy and you, you can work on everything else, why, why start over a quarterback if you don't have to? Like, there are a lot of teams that are hoping that they can draft a guy very high and find a bridge guy. Those bridge names out there are not as good as Kyler Murray. They're not even close to Kyler Murray. And just, you know, in the micro for right now, pay attention to Trey McBride props yesterday, eight mm -hmm. catches, 131 yards on nine targets. There is clearly a connection there. So maybe the books won't, won't uh, adjust truly in just one week. So that's something I would take a look at. He, he did almost get Hollywood Brown in that one touchdown uh, pass where he was diving for it. He almost hauled it in. Mm -hmm. So, but I, I expect them to work that out over the coming weeks too. So if you're the Cardinals, what do you do in the draft? Do you if do you still try to get another quarterback or do you try to get Kyler some more weapons, work on the defense? What would you do? Right now, they're the I think the 5. Like let's say they're somewhere between 5 and 10. Almost all the teams in the top 5 are going quarterback hunting. Like they're going to get their pick of non-quarterback if that's what they want to do. That that it depends who's available, but yeah, you can protect Kyler or you can get a great pass rush. Or you can do something like that at a premium position. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Go do it. Yeah. Teams are Makes going sense. to bid against each other massively to get one of those top five picks, mm -hmm. to get one of those highly touted quarterbacks. Trading down means the Cardinals are going to get a haul. And that's the whole thing is that if you're going to build around Kyler Murray, which I think is a good idea, then you trade down from one of your first round picks and get a haul for that in terms of draft capital you can rebuild this team in no time yeah it's going to be really really young it's going to become talented almost overnight that's not a bad place to be if you're the cardinals aaron let tend dental make your dream smile a reality we offer a variety of top rated treatments including invisalign aligners and for a limited time tend is offering 750 dollars off orthodontic treatments 
offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect from Kyler Murray coming back, but you guys are laying it out there and the connection between him and Trey McBride. Good point, Joe. I mean, he had, what, 131 receiving yards, so that's definitely something to keep an eye on. It's got to be his favorite target probably. And yep. maybe they don't need another quarterback with all this terrible quarterback play that we're seeing. They could go elsewhere and uh, get a better roster moving forward, build around Kyler. They absolutely can. Absolutely can. Eight catches uh, for McBride. Uh, catch rate over expected of 18.5%. Uh, he may be just enough to get this offense going again so that Kyler Murray hasn't doesn't have to do everything by himself. Uh, that will be fun to watch going forward and definitely a team not to just blanket fade uh, down the stretch. We got to talk about the Lions and Chargers. What a fantastic game that was. Obviously, that game went over. One of a handful of games, by the way, that was won on a field goal at the end of regulation. So that was fun to watch. Both offenses going back and forth. Keenan Allen, 6-1, to one, finishes as the week's receiving later with 175. He edges Brandon Cooks, uh, who went off for the Cowboys. Noah Brown with 172 <laughs> yards. Brown was 130-1 to one to win that honor and said Keenan Allen edges him by just a few yards. Uh, but... Joe, the Lions, if they were making, or the the pub for the Lions more accurately, if they were making you vomit before, does this mean now you need to be admitted to the emergency room? I mean, that was offseason stuff. I'm okay. No, remember I picked them. I picked them, and uh, based on our contest picks, ends up being a push. But bets, uh, right before the game, it was two. It went down to two. There was buyback on the Chargers in the market. So that that was one of those situations where it wasn't the late move. It's just, I can't, I'm not saying it was right on Detroit. It was just, it got inside of three. We see how key, even with all the points that were scored in that game, three at the very end ends up being the most key number. Uh, it pushed <laughs> it a lot of contests, just lands on that three. Lions, 533 yards in the game, 8.3 yards per play but we also can't criticize the chargers they were right there with them missing palmer they were just fine uh they've been without mike williams they were just fine now keenan allen you mentioned that and what a bad beat let's say you took a, a just a complete dart throw and noah brown to be the receiving leader because nico collins is out oh three yards three yards because of keenan allen and everything he does is he going to be able to keep this up is this what you need from Keenan Allen for them to be able to put up points? Quinn Johnson got into the end zone. Like he's a guy that's been uh, torn up and like, hey, this is your chance. You better step up. Well, he, he did score. So we'll see if we end up uh, seeing more from them. But yeah, Lions approved to seven and two. Minnesota wins, but Detroit also wins. So they the Vikings don't gain any ground in the NFC North. Uh, that is something that, that we're going to monitor moving forward. But, you know, I kind of walked away, and even though they lost guys, I was just as impressed in the Chargers. They fall below 500, mm -hmm. four and five on the year, but still, they they hung with them. You know, they could have cowered and let the Lions run away with it. They never did. They'd go up by a couple of scores. Boom, here come the Chargers with another touchdown. 6.2 yards per play, 421 yards. 
Uh, Chargers three for three in the red zone. So it was an L, but I walked away impressed by them. Yeah, I was impressed by Justin Herbert. Definitely felt like a bounce back game from him on the Lions side. David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs both had really good games. And after the game, Ben Johnson was saying, you know what? This is a good problem to have. Like, which guy is going to be the guy? I guess props-wise, that's a tough one to figure out because they're both really good. Uh, But on the flip side, you've got to look at the Chargers' run defense. Probably has a little work to do because both those guys looked really good on the Lions. Ooh, man. Yeah, looked like last year, right? Their run defense? Yeah, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly did that. Yeah, easy problem for you to have, Ben Johnson. We as betters and even fantasy <laughs> right? players would love to know who's actually going to be the guy. So I'm happy for you, Ben Johnson. Maybe maybe help us out a little bit, but you know he's not pulling an Arthur Smith and yelling at us for such things, so that's nice. By the <laughs> way, Lions and Chargers, <laughs> seven of eight on fourth down. That warms my analytic heart that both coaches understand that their offenses are really good and they should trust them in fourth down situations. Sometimes it's the coaches, if you stop being so risk averse or whatever, they know their personnel. They know how good their offenses are. And if you're going for it consistently on fourth down, that's a pretty good indicator that these offenses are believed in, that the coaches are confident in the personnel they have. And it turned out well for both of them. Uh, you have a great offense. You need to trust it. And and certainly both did that. Yep. Yeah, that was, that was a great game, man. It, it was one of the better games we've seen this season, honestly. We, we complain about the lack of scoring. Yeah, yeah. I hope, I hope to see more of it. It was better than the right. San Francisco-Jacksonville game, which we thought was going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. Oh, no kidding. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, BetQL Courts right here on the BetQL Network.